shit, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing out there? This is Intergalactic Interviews, and this is episode 123. And before we get into our guest, the return of Kyle MacDonald, uh, I'd like to uh, just let you all know about a very special opportunity. I have to let you know about it without our co-host, Michael Saavedra. He's not in today, but that's okay. We're going to move ahead. I'm going to do the part that he usually does, because... I mean, I'm a lazy fuck, and I usually make him do that stuff. So, hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are looking right now to check out the premier isolation experience in the Lower Mainland, you should go and check out floathouse.ca. The podcast promo code we use to get 20% off your next float is Podcast. That's for our listeners only, our watchers only. If you're watching this on YouTube, hello. Thank you very much for watching. We appreciate all your support now that we're the award-winning second overall podcast can't even say that without laughing because it's it's like i don't even know what that means but the reality is we're happy and we're happy with our sponsors and our sponsors have this excellent 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 space that they want to share with you float house is such a cool place you get your own private shower your own private uh your own private room obviously so you get your own like like house coat slippers the tank is private obviously and it's just this beautiful spa experience it's actually like a spa for your mind that's why i like it um i float you should float try it out it's easy use our podcast promo code ii podcast and go to floathouse.ca kyle mcdonald or is it mcdonald mcdonald with a capital d that's right and i am mcdonald with a capital d (laughs) i don't i don't let them slide on the name Never. I don't I, ever let them slide. I met, uh, I believe her name's Heather MacDonald at the bank at RBC. Heather. She had a space. Heather Mac Space Donald. And I'd never now, seen that with CK or. You might have just opened up. Space D O N A L D capital D. You might have just opened up a very sore point for me because I recently had to exchange all my identification as I may have notably explained last week and uh it's gathered some feedback basically that now i have identification that is not my last name because there was a space in my birth certificate that i didn't know about (laughs) and even though i have a passport that says it properly according to uh provincial driver's license places i have a space in my name now too which is fucking retarded because that's not how you spell my name if you if you go to like a hotel and they're like what's your last name and you go uh mcdonald if there's a mart in there the MC will be after the Arton, the Martin. So there's MacDonald will be first, and then Mick Donald will be third, and then uh, Martin will be in the middle. So that often they, they'll, they'll be looking for MC Donald, and they can't find it. And then you go, oh, no, it has an oh, A. right, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's boring, but I'm <clears> curious. I asked her, Heather, at RBC at first commercial, <laughs> Very whether specifically. or not she, with the, the space, did that cause any problems? Was it, was it categorized as a Mac, like a Vander? Yeah. Or like a oh, like a Dutch O'Malley, kinda, like it was, yeah. it was it like Mac, and then they 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 saw that as her middle name. Anyways, she didn't know, but I had my baby <laughs> with me, and she smiled at the baby. So. Congratulations, by the way, on being a father. Thanks. Yeah. That's uh, how old is your child now? Uh, Fourteen months. Fourteen months. Yep. So you're like right in the throes of it. You're like yeah. Uh, uh, all the newborn stuff is coming to an end and she's just getting going. She just started walking So it's really cool to see her put the shoes on and rip around. That's pretty cool You get to see the evolution and yeah. uh, and the growth of, of like a mini you keeps growing. Yeah, she looks more like her mom I'm gonna vicariously live through you on that because I don't think I'm gonna have kids So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's awesome for you uh, Well, I'll tell you what neither of us will probably have kids, but Someone else might. <laughs> With this, our help. <laughs> this is a perfect segue. The specific, the specificity, specificity of language is so important. Is it not Kyle McDonald? It is, but that's just like a bad joke. I know that. I know that you, 
you are a funny guy. I'm going to pump your tires here for a bit. You are, uh, before we get into anything, I just have to let you know that I think you're a brilliant dude. I think that you have really unique views. I think your views, and I'm not speaking about recent stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm just speaking about in the last 10 to 15 years, you have, you have this very unique perspective on how to turn people on their ear, essentially. There, there is this large-scale ignorance out there that you're able to just somehow cut through and you have this very unique perspective. And I, I really respect you for that. I think that that's really at the forefront before, before we talk about anything. I need, I need everyone to know that that is you. And I think you're a brilliant dude, no matter what you believe, because that is just the nature of your mind. That's Thanks. what I think. And I just like to add that uh, I'm honest and it comes from a good place and it's often misinterpreted as trolling or un uh, intentionally stirring the pot, the pot to cause trouble, and that's definitely not the case. It's, I, I'm very sincere when I say stuff. And it, but it seems to many people like I'm being sarcastic. You recognize so that. outside the realm. Oh, yeah. No, so you can recognize that it would appear to be trolling, yeah. modern trolling, so to speak. Most people think I'm sarcastic. They think I'm joking. I'm being sarcastic. And I'm, it, it's, okay, it's not a, this is like less than a first world problem. But I'll say something and they'll go, yeah, whoa, whoa jokes. Or, <laughs> so, and I'm like, no, like I'm serious. It's a, it's a battle to try and convey that I'm like, yeah, it's, we can have fun with it, but I, no, I'm serious about it. Like, I, 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 <laughs> it's I, I, not a joke. I think that that's important that you explain how sincere you are. Sure. Because it, we, we should probably address this. So I, again, I think you're a brilliant guy. So I look at uh, someone, I, I consider a friend that yeah. I, I've known for, for several years now. I think you're uh, a, a brilliant guy and I see you posting about things about flat earth yeah. and, and about uh, common understandings in quote unquote science. Yeah, as, like gravity. I, and I'm speaking to this, trying to approach this from the angle that, yeah. that you're, you have been speaking on. So I see these posts and I think to myself, <clears throat> if I didn't know you, I would think this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. But I do know you, and I know you're not a dumb guy. I know you're, you're very well read. You, you do a lot of, you do tons of research. The people uh, and experiences that you are involved in, there's no weakness to that. There's no people that just get involved with someone crazy, quote unquote. Like, I know you're not crazy. So I, I want to know, first of all, where did this come from? Where, where were you when you said, I, I feel like I need to speak out about this. I, you know what? I researched uh, real estate in Vancouver all through last. I've been dealing with real estate for uh, 20 years on and off, taking like urban economic classes at UBC and stuff. And we fixed and fi flipped a few houses in East Van. Okay. And I've always been fascinated with how the city works and how it just things are connected. And everyone in Vancouver was going, housing's expensive because foreign investment. And I, something about that just wrong weird. And I started seeing real estate signs in like Chinese and I started getting not triggered, but like something seems off here. So I started looking into it and it sure enough, uh, foreign investment has a, has a small role in, in the overall thing, but right. there's so much more. There's like the way that the land is organized and the way that we've capped, we can't grow out anymore, but people also don't want to allow more density. And we add 70,000 people over like an 18 month period, which is a, like a somewhat of a record. And there's inheritances and the, um, interest rates are really low and people have basement suites and the suites now have now we have laneway houses on these things and rents are going up there's all of these factors that nobody wants to touch because everyone wants a, a single answer so while i was relaying to everyone like oh and look we don't have freeways so it's hard to if you build a house out in langley right it's it's hard to get to so people will pay a premium to stay in so in other cities where you can easily drive to langley in 20 minutes 
you know what? They're not going to pay so much of a premium for a house in, in Vancouver. They're right, gonna, right, right. So these things, and people were uh, thinking I was a shill because I was saying things like, oh, I think Bob Rennie is actually right. I think he, he says he'd like to upzone the entire city so you could allow the supply to meet the demand more naturally. And they're like, you're a shill, you're, you're on the side of developers. And I'm, I'm like literally a, somewhat of a dirtbag, like yeah. a good, good guy, I'd say, but... I was Bob Rennie, that, who's a developer in the city for people that yeah. may not be aware, but yeah. And, and like he's um, he, the condo king or whatever. And I, I used to think, oh yeah, he's, he's evil, he's gentrifying. And then I looked into it and it's like, no, he actually does care, I believe, but he's mis it's a misread. And people started slamming me, going, this idiot, this, this shill, what are you, a flat earther, flat earther? And they kept slamming with flat earther. And I was like, flat earther? What so is that? before like, you ever said anything about flat earther, people were already misidentifying you and labeling you they, this they, like pejorative, like, oh, he's a flat, you must believe in a flat earth, that kind of I stuff. I didn't even know what it was. It didn't stick. I, right. I took, like, literally took physical geography uh, at university. I took that, like many, many classes. I took my uh, pilot's license. I understand globe earth theory, which sounds like a funny thing to say. <laughs> I understand that okay. very intricately, right. and, like yes. very well. Uh, when people said flat earther, it was like, what? What is like one of those guys that lives in like Tennessee that's just like a fundamentalist? And it's like, okay, like that's a weird thing to say. And I kept getting called this, and I was like, where's this coming from? Right, so I, right. I sort of realized it was this catch all term for people who were regressive in their thinking. So I was like, screw it, I'm gonna look into this. So I started looking into Flat Earth, which nobody does who slams it. And then I was like, oh, that's interesting. You can't see curvature when you have a zoom lens. Huh. And then the media outlets are saying that it is is a mirage and then you look into it a bit closer and that's not what, what a mirage is and there's all of these things that were uh, sort of working towards somewhat of a I wouldn't say a cover-up but a, a conviction so when you're when you're a kid and you're in a classroom the first this is my globe this is, this is a really weird these headphones by the way we've already commented on yeah. are phenomenal when, when you go into <laughs> class that's the first thing you see and it's a globe and I started to realize that maybe I don't know for sure but maybe the, the format of the earth is different than we've been taught. However, it is like literally the ultimate, pun intended, global conspiracy to trap <laughs> our minds into thinking that we live in a finite amount of space. I don't know if it's true, but if you start to think of it from that perspective and you start looking at the evidence out there, the fact that, uh, like, like I mentioned earlier, the water always does go to a level that you can see across it, that there's all kinds of anomalies in, in the quote-unquote sphere earth theory that if you throw away the sphere and you try to, people always go, oh, but in Erasthemes or whatever that Greek mathematician right. was. I was reading about him today, he, yeah. On the curved earth, there's sticks like this and the shadows came at different he angles. Traveled, he traveled, this this uh, person we're describing, Erasthemes or yeah. something. Uh, I forget saying. Yeah, he, he had placed rods in the ground yeah. in one town and uh, had measured them, uh, the shadows that they cast, and then went to another town like 800 miles away, which back at that time would have been an insane travel. It's a journey. Huge journey, thing. yeah, big journey. And he went and measured them again, and he noticed they were different, and it gave him the ability to calculate what he determined was the spherical scope of the Earth. So and that's what I read today. Yeah, in the 70s, Carl Sagan comes out with his like model, and he's on TV on Cosmos talking about this, and right. he goes, and he could calculate the Earth within 2% back there using rudimentary trigonometry. And since the sun is 93 million miles away, we know this is true. And then now, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is the new Carl Sagan. He's a, sort of the head astrophysicist. Uh, people call these guys like well, he's literally heads. he's literally hosting the remake of Cosmos. Yeah. Like he's literally, he is, he is the new Carl Sagan. Yeah. And that all works. 
But then if you go, all right, if, if we live on a flat plane and the sun isn't 93 million miles away, if it was lower, the shadows would still show what the Gerasimides uh, model would show. It sounds crazy. So you have to like take three steps away from what we've been taught. You have to, t you have to literally go, all right, the sun is closer and the earth is flat. Will this, will this proof still work? And it does. And that's the crazy thing. So a lot of the proofs that the earth is a globe can be disproven very easily. And, but what they use is simple explanations and they, they convince people. And if you look at the term explanation, if we live on a plane, you're explaining it. You're, get, you're taking it off the plane. So I'm, I'm rambling a bit here. But, <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that uh, it is set up so, so ingrained in our being that like, it's almost as if, if there's a conspiracy on this, it is all or nothing. Like they, they have, they have the full thing and people are, people are, it's so outside of normal thinking that they like, imagine that we could not be living on a globe. I, I'm just, I have so many questions, but I think that's what people should have when they're having these. Sure. We, we've been touching on this a lot in the most recent episodes we've had, um, where I, I have, uh, uh, I have real difficulty with headline readers people that read an article by its headline yeah. and, and determine all the information from that, don't do their own research, don't look into the sources, don't look into citing or anything like that. So rather than immediately dismiss what you're saying to me, which I, I think some people watching right now might even do. Sure, they yeah. might They might just be like, oh, this, this doesn't make sense, so blah, blah. Rather than immediately dismiss it, yeah. I, I'm fascinated. I, I'm like, okay, tell me, because even our most popular science understanding yeah. is that these are just theories that haven't been disproven yet. Yeah, well, gravity is a theory. People mistake it for a law of, of uh, physics, but it's a theory and it's, it's uh, called a phenomenon. And now, it's, how, people are calling it an emergent, <laughs> an emergent force, not a primary force. Yeah. So it's the kind of thing like uh, it, it is a useful tool for explaining what's going on, mm -hmm. but there may actually, and I'm, this sounds insane, but when you actually look into it, the, the jury has not, not everyone in the entire world has said, oh, gravity is absolute no matter what. People are going, oh, no, it can actually be explained by mass, density, volume, and displacement. And if you, if you take it to water yeah. or to mercury or to other things like this, it's easier to wrap our heads around. But if you take your headphones and go like this, you, you go, oh, them. that's gravity. Yeah. And you go, well, what if this room was filled with mercury? They'd, they'd go up. So it's, it's actually, it, there are ways to, to explain these things in different terms that we've never been taught because we go cut to the chase. We never actually think about it. And this is where people go, Kyle, I know you, <laughs> Kyle McDonald. Are you trolling us right now? No. Are, are, are you doing I, something here it, if long I was, term? If I was trolling people and I've been accused of this, uh, someone said, oh, you took on this, like you got into the right wing, supporting right wing economics and politics through the fall and you're, you're just gathering you became material a dad and now you're just yeah. a different person. You just believe all these different things. If anyone thinks that I challenge you to um, explain to me and because I'd love to know uh, mm. how I'm, how I would benefit from that. And I, what I'm trying to do is uh, I'm doing tangential thinking. So I knocked off using the, uh, the housing thing where they called me a flat earther. I started looking into it and then that led looking to the space stuff. And like, this is, I'm going to drop a bunch of weird stuff here. No but if, you, if you start getting into this, this is why you're here. I want to. I want to know. I, I don't. This isn't set up to ridicule you or your your thoughts. I'm, I'm set up in a completely blank slate. I want to know what you're what you think, and I and I'll use critical thinking on my is, end. This yeah. is recent, as of um, 
Christmas, so three months, two months ago, okay. to almost to the day. Uh, my trust in NASA as a source of information and uh, credibility, probably close to, actually, you know what, 100%. I never questioned it. Of course, it's NASA. Like, what are you talking about? That's, that's where I stand right now. I'm sure. like, it's NASA. Where else, I mean, other than the Russians, who else really has anything on China. Like, their China, China yeah, Chinese and then, space programs. Yeah. And have you, like, in, back in the 70s, there were some weird conspiracy guys that thought they staged the moon landings and all that. Right. And if you look into it, there's a guy named Bart Sebril. Sebril they thought, like, Stanley Kubrick did it or something. I remember yeah. reading that Stanley Kubrick was right. involved. Okay. <laughs> something so, like that. So then you look into it, and I, the, at first, trusted NASA. Of course they went there. No problem. <clears> I painted astronauts on the moon. And this guy named Bart Seibel goes around all these astronauts and says, will you swear on the Bible to say you walked on the moon? And right. Buzz Aldrin punches him in the face. And I was like, yeah, this was last year. Since then, I've looked into it. And I literally spent hundreds of hours looking into this. And you realize that NASA was set up by Nazis and Freemasons after the Second World War. Nazis brought over to the States. Uh, and then it was based on models of satellites that Arthur C. Clarke invented in 1945. And within under 10 years, they were live spinning around the world, the earth, apparently. So, so he, he invented, when you say he invented uh, satellite imagery, I mean, did he like, what, where did he base that out of then? He was a science fiction guy and he actually took some, some basic math and uh, the theory of gravity and said, well, if you had something spinning, constantly falling around the earth, it could remain in orbit. And then within a decade, they were up there apparently. Wow, so in like an L. Ron Hubbard art imitates life type of situation. Yeah, like if people want to what? look into this, this you kind of need to see the visuals. Me sitting here probably will sound more insane than any form of credibility, but if you look at uh, Bubbles, NASA Spacewalks, uh, you look at Tet's Truth Tube, uh, Tribute to Lojo, L-O-J-O, Learn of the Jesuit Order, you, you start getting into these weird cult uh, um, not cults per se, like you get into New World Order, Illuminati type stuff, but the, the images of astronauts in space with bubbles floating up, they're there. They, they were broadcast live. They haven't retracted those. They're there. You can still see them. Like uh, astronauts doing moonwalks. No, okay, so I, I skipped like, from moon to spacewalks. Where sorry, spacewalks. So they're in space, but they have bubbles, and that is an artist's rendition of that, it's like a bubble coming from the mouth like that like a bubble coming from whatever they were working on and floating off and then floating back across the frame. And NASA explains it away. That's space junk. That's just space junk. Or that's just a debris or something like that. Wow. And you start looking into it and, you, and there's people going, oh yeah, they filmed this in a pool. That's a projection. The reason you don't think they're filming it in a pool is because it's night and they only ever show those pools with the blue tone to them in the day where they, they train. So you start going down these it's a rabbit hole. It's 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 insane, and yeah. it, it could could make you insane if you didn't do sanity checks or have critical thinking. And then they're like, "Well, what about the zero gravity inside the space station?" And then someone comes along, and goes, "The space station doesn't exist. They they film that stuff with the astronauts suspended upside down on zero g planes and in studios, and they use wire rigs and they have uh, zero g forty five seconds at a time." <laughs> and then you're like, "What?" And you start looking at it through these lenses, and you're like. Oh, whoa. This, okay. this is crazy. Okay, okay. <laughs> how, how do you explain the experiences of, I mean, you mentioned like Buzz Aldrin and whatnot, yeah. but like how, how do you explain modern experiences of like, say, Commander Hadfield? Um, do you want my blunt opinion? Yes. I think he's a fraud. I think he's never been to space. I think he's a Freemason and a liar. And the airport named after him in Sarnia should be uh, named after him maybe as a joke to rem so we remember not to be fooled by this type of thing. And when he did that singing in space, he was in... 
either uh, a zero G plane, a studio, and all of those wind uh, parabola, whatever those. Parumbola, the, the window, multi-windows that they go into, right. was uh, green screens. Uh, and it's a total hoax used, here we go, to prop up the illusion that we live on a globe floating <laughs> through space. And it sounds insane until you research it. And like, I'm willing, I might have fallen victim to an elaborate uh, psychological operation by the C CIA or something like that. However, I've put my time in, and if I'm wrong, I'll admit it. But I've at, at this stage, I'm willing to say that. I'm willing to say that. Because you're staking your whole, yeah, your, well, your everything on I this. I say this. I've, I've made other videos about this. Uh, and then you, you look at the after Apollo 11 came back to Earth, yeah. apparently. Right? Like, apparently. Because well, there's no footage of the astronauts <laughs> getting onto the, from one shot, one, yeah. one unbroken shot of the astronauts getting onto the rocket or getting onto the shuttle, and then them going up. It's always they cut away and, like, are they on that thing? Is is the space shuttle an airplane? Are there those jet engines? Have you listened to the space shuttle landing? It sounds like a jet engine. It's built as a plane. There's all of these things that start to come. If you look at the six I of mean, the seven people from the Challenger are still alive, two of them are now claimed to be their twin brothers. Wait, from the 80s? Yes. The like Challenger. It's insane. You start looking into this stuff. If, if you look into it, no one looks into it because... Uh, it's wrapped in emotional layers. I was a kid when that happened. That was a tragedy. I don't want to look into it. But then you look into it and you're like, wow, the, the, the parents how many of people, that I mean, astronaut who apparently died, they don't really look yeah. like they're very well, how, sad. How many people allegedly, Super weird. How many people allegedly died in the Challenger Seven, I, I believe seven. Seven. And you say six? Are still alive. Still alive? People have found. using Three of them are using the same names. One is using uh, her middle name. What? How could wait? How can that? How can they get away with that? Like how? How are because they not no like? No one's gonna look into it. How are they not like? Oh, Julie, I thought you died. Like, uh, you know, like how is that not a? Uh, um, do you know what I'm saying? It's a good point, and I think that a lot of these people are are if they're doing these type of things, they just go, "What are you talking about? No, that was that wasn't me." Like it's it's the kind of thing where. Even if all of the people that she knew or, or she had moved to a new place or changed her name or people go, I have proof that this is, the mainstream media outlets, the classrooms, uh, and people of good under social standing, right. because they've wrapped it in emotions, they like, I, I was really sad when that happened. It was a tragedy. And they're never going to talk about it and go, wait a second. It'll never catch. I think that's very, very interesting. I don't, I don't know enough about that. To, to either uh, debate you on that. I'm not saying it's true or false. What I'm saying is that three months ago, if you told me that the Challenger was... Uh, what? No way, that's crazy. And then you start looking into it. But alone, it doesn't really hold up. But when you bring in Flat Earth, and you bring in NASA, and you bring in the fact that the logo has a, a serpent tongue in it, and there's, there is symbology here. And I, while I was looking at all these, like, yeah, they're conspiracy theories, essentially. Right. While I was looking at them, I was sort of learning about... Uh, ancient Babylonian sort of, yeah, Illuminati people who control the world. Why, why would George Bush invade Iraq? It's, to, it's A lot of it might be to do with oil, but maybe it's actually to ancient tribal bloodlines covet that area of the world for, for various reasons. And they start getting into like Stargate type mysteries and, and <laughs> what? Wait, yeah, you start getting into this stuff. But, but the main thing that all of these sort of like uh, really, really high-end conspiracy theory type things like William Cooper and whatnot, like Alex Jones in this community of like really high-end conspiracy people is seen as a gatekeeper and a shill and Joe Rogan too. Like not to discredit those guys at all. I think they're really interesting. But a lot of people in there are like trying to get to the, the real truth. And what they're saying is these ancient bloodlines that have ruled essentially over humanity are constantly battling each other. 
Um, and they have secret knowledge. They have Rosicrucian, Rosencross Ros skulls. Yeah. They have skull and, skull and bones and all this, and probably others. But they have secret knowledge. And I'm curious, if there's secret knowledge, what is it? Like, what could they possibly have yeah. that would be so valuable that they would essentially start wars and things like this? And I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that if it exists, it's something like uh, the shape of the earth and our interaction with the, the universe is different than we're taught in school. And that's not to discredit any, any, any researchers, any teachers, any educators at all, because if we have been essentially uh, indoctrinated in a false version of reality, um, no one's at fault for their interpretation and not knowing that. And, like, I, I'm a, I studied geography. Yeah, no, I, 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 and that's, see, and that's where I, I, I'm, I have to say, like, the, I, I read this book a while back. I, yeah. think, I think Dan Brown based the Da Vinci Code on it, Holy Blood, Holy Grail. It's a very long, hard read. It's a very, it's a long, hard read. It's not, it's not a very uh, easy read. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Um, it's mostly just bloodlines yeah. for like three quarters of the. It's like six, seven hundred page paperback. It's a big, like for a paperback. It's whatever. But, um, but then it kind of gets near the, the, the pinnacle of it all. Spoiler. And spoiler, yeah. And then it starts unlocking like a little bit why all these bloodlines matter and. A lot of it is that, because it's it's like you said, it's the founding of the Rosicrucian movement, the the tempests, um, the, the the Templars fall fall and rise, and and like these are all parts of uh, all this history that mm -hmm. we're aware of, and and that's the thing, like those things exist, and yeah. then we move modern society ahead, like oh that was just such strange times, blah blah blah, but it it makes you think that they were protecting something, some source of something now. I am much more uh, routed in, in, in my my mind state is much more rooted in, in thinking about. Um, I'd rather have all the facts from yeah. all sides, yeah. and then have critical thinking analyze what I really feel about it, rather than just I heard it one way. It's it's how I did it. It's how my family does it, and it's how their family before them did it, and etc. Like that, that seems regressive. That doesn't seem very smart at all. But then there's this like other swing to that where it's like you, you can go without having one foot on process, due process, and, and it, it gets frightening. There's this frightening uh, loss of reality, so to speak, where you're like, okay, what is real? What is, what is, you know? So I think people clutch to that. People, people gravitate more to having one foot on sure footing, mm -hmm. so to speak. That's why they call it that. It's, it's sure footing. It's You know that nothing will move under that, even if your theory of gravity is uh, different. <laughs> you know, I, I, that, That's how I feel. But I read something here. Tell me what you know about this. In preparation for this episode, I read um, on alt alternate theories of gravity is what I, I yeah. typed in. The one I read that I thought was... Uh, sort of fascinating to me was that um, rather than having these celestial bodies in the universe that create their own fields of gravity, rather than have these giant planets that just are sucking everything in, rather than have that, it's it's more that in a galactic sense, these celestial bodies are actually moving what we would perceive as upward. Mm -hmm. And that upward propulsion of the planet is moving at like 9.2 feet a second, essentially. And by doing that, it creates... Uh, the feeling of being pushed down to that planet. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially gravity in that theory. So much like... That would require a flat 
earth to do so right right you know, yeah. that and that's the idea the flat earth and, and the the idea behind that was that uh uh like the example provided was like a rocket like if a rocket was taking off from Earth in our traditional sense, what we think right now, uh, if a rocket was taking off, the people inside, you always see their face pulled back and they're like, oh, all the, all the G-force, so to speak, is yeah. being pushed pushed down on them. That's uh, that's what the whole planet is doing in that sense. And that's why water stays on the, the, the celestial. So I, I was thinking about that on my way down here today. And I, I'm it's like, that's not enough to sway me. That's mm-hmm. like, I, I, don't, I don't think that that's like, that's not my personal interpretation of it, but just knowing that there's like alternate theories out there that yeah. have like some basis to it in, in the math behind it. I'm not, I'm not speaking on the math, but the math behind what I was reading, I don't know. I don't know enough about math to, to disprove it, but I, I mean, it makes somewhat. But aren't these all provable? You like, can prove the speed. No, what I mean is that like. Unless Seymour's Seymour finally like, okay, I no, have no, like, to. What I should have bet like, you, by the way. I should have. I, he, I, I was. He's like. He's like. I'm not. I'm just gonna let you rock. He's like. I'm gonna let you rock today. I was. I, I was like. You'll like, jump in. Like, <laughs> in 2017, right? We don't have space travel in the sense that it's not like Star Trek or like Star Wars, right? Yet. Yet. Assuming that we don't die in some fucking horrendous apocalypse and humanity keeps going, we're going to have this easy, like, to go to space is a thing that you can do. Or will have to do, or whatever. So it's just a matter of time, right? Uh, like, isn't it not? Or is it somehow like this is designed against us and we'll just never like? You could have said in like one thousand, you know, whatever that like people can't fly. This is rid- what an absurd notion. You could have said and that now, like a hundred years ago. It's like two hundred years, sure, yeah, two hundred years ago. Not a hundred, but no, two hundred years ago sure, you could have said that. It would have been a ludicrous notion. Right? Like, not even, like, but now it's like, <laughs> flying is like, I can go and fly in minutes mm-hmm. from now. And so, like, that's what happens, right? So, yeah. So, like, it sounds you're, you're saying like in the future, yeah, like, oh, we'll yeah. have the ability to know. And then we'll just be debate over, yep, look, it's a globe. Done. Like, and all this extra theory and, like, all this extra work is just nonsense in terms of, like, busy work. I, I agree with you. However... Every single photo of the Earth has been provable, provably or admittedly uh, a construction of multiple photographs, an artist's rendering, like a painting. Sure. And or actually, computer, a friend of ours just did graphics. some. <laughs> it's, they're all fake. All what those I globes. Mean, you imagine? Can't you know? Like, once we can all go and we all have to see for ourselves. Apparently, because oh, no I one's see. telling the truth. So, we yeah. can just go and go. Nope. Yep. Circle. You, you know what's interesting? I, so, I watched 2001: A Space Odyssey the other night, and it. There, I don't know if you remember the scene where he gets on that sort of revolving gravitron thing and he go, does the video phone with his daughter because it's his daughter's mm. birthday. In the background is, is Earth, which is spinning because he's on this like Ferris wheel. And the image of the whole Earth then, this was 1967, this was released, Stanley Kubrick. Right. Uh, the Earth was essentially covered in sort of haze and clouds and uh, it was gray. It didn't have the bright blue ocean and the outlines and stuff like that. The pale and, blue dot. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what came. That's what showed up later. Right. Yeah, yeah. But but what I'm trying to say is that if you start going back through some of these images alone, you start to realize that potentially the whole moon missions could have been set up as a reason to go high enough or far enough away from Earth to have the to have the uh, ability to take a picture. So then you could just release the image of the Earth. And the image of the Earth, if you showed that cloudy thing to people, they might go, "That doesn't look like 
the earth. Right. They would want to see something that looks more like what they imagine the earth to be. So if you start going down this like perception rabbit hole, mm -hmm. maybe the moon, not only did the moon missions never happen, uh, the, the earth that they showed people wasn't even representative of what it looks like. It was fake, but more people believed it. It's like this super elaborate form of magic. And at this stage, uh, no pun intended with rocketry. <laughs> I I sincerely believe that, and like, and I might be wrong, but it's this is I can go back through this the points of reference yeah. and uh, observation that got me to here, so that yeah, if I'm wrong, I can go well. This is where I tripped up, and the we, suspension of disbelief was too high. You know, you you brought up artists earlier, and you brought them up again, but and, and I was just mentioning like our good friend, friend of the show, Noah Stacy, just did some work for NASA, and prior to this conversation. <clears throat> and the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. And and the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. That's right. He, he's, I mean, he's already a, a well, uh, is well documented his work in the video game industry and, and, and illustrations. And he's a fantastic painter and all that. But like he, uh, him getting that NASA credit, I, I was like, wow, that's a huge get. That's a, that's a, that's a good look for you. You know, that, that's awesome. And in the context that you're describing, it, because he's doing, Seymour was it? Uh, he Noah did like uh, like like artist rendition of like uh, mm -hmm. like a like a settlement. Yeah, on the like a like a proposed like a idea of like an advanced moon base far on the moon. Like, yeah, yeah. Or sorry, it was Mars. 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 Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so why I was like, asking. It's kind of like if they land. Like the idea yeah. is that they land and then they build a settlement, and then um, and their game they previously made is kind of set up for like that kind of thing yeah. so you can kind of look at it from yeah. that kind of thing so yeah it's kind of like a you know what's year 30 look like on the on mars right and or whatever and so i i mean not that i want to add interactive demos yeah, yeah, so people yeah. can interact with the, it the only the only thing i want to say is like so i mean that is real life that, like that really happened that noah did this artwork sure, and stuff. Like, but but through the filter of what you're saying is it wouldn't be that much of a stretch under your hypothesis that NASA could hire someone like Noah to do that type of work in order to propagate their theory. Is that what you're saying? Well, that's that's how you because like it. this was like a week ago. Like he just released it like last yeah. or mid mid yeah. week or something like that. Yeah, and and everyone goes well. There's <clears throat> there's no way this any of this stuff could be a lie. Not that many people could be in on the in on the secret. And yeah, that's usually my first thought is like right. not that many people can keep a secret. How many people at like Enron do you think knew that the books were cooked and that the company was going south hard? <laughs> like two weeks before it was. I bet there was like four or five people in the whole But there's company. a vested interest there. There's probably, like, yeah. As a, as a person that works there or is someone involved, would it not be, Isn't there, would it not behoove you to? Wouldn't it be, uh, wouldn't it be an easy argument though to say that there's a vested interest in the economy sure. and, and like the economy of education like right now, just so to speak, like, what do you think it would cost to reprint every book to re-educate every human on the planet? I've started buying them. I've started buying old textbooks and like really. I, I I think our my ch child like may not. <laughs> un she might not believe. So check this out. This is far out, but I'm I'm not joking. I, I'm actually doing this. She might not believe that we all thought the Earth was round and only round, and it might be hard to convince her or co to convey to her that oh no, like it, everyone thought it was a globe. There was no. Like, they, no, wow, like, and here, the textbooks, like, there was no alternative. Anyone who thought of an alternative, and she's like, oh, I, 
So in the future, in five years, I mean, go back three years, who thought Trump would be president, right? So That's true. The, these things, when they come up, they come up fast and out of nowhere. Who thought we would be taking pictures of our food right. and posting it to a blog and then saying thanks for the likes or what? Like, these things come out of nowhere. So uh, what I'm saying is, I'm not saying that that necessarily will come true, but like, Two months ago, if someone told me that, oh, yeah, SpaceX landings, they're all fake and they're all CGI, I'd be like, what? <laughs> and then you look into it. No one looks I, into I, it. I, I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm only laughing because, like, the, the confidence that you say that, and I'm, I, I love it. I love that because like, I know, I know you believe it. Yeah, like, I, I know you I'm, really I'm believe it. I'm laughing because it seems so insane. It seems so it's I have so to ask again right now. We'll do it. I have to ask again right now. Is this a troll? Is this a modern trolling by the fantastic mind of Kyle McDonald? Absolutely not. And if I have been hypnotized inadvertently to go down a rabbit hole where it's all lies and I'm fooled, I'll admit it if I come if I come out of it. And Did, it's that's is that a conspiracy theory that you don't believe? It uh, sounds like well, you've covered them all. Like, what well, do you stop at lizard people? It's funny with lizard you? people, yeah, because I'll explain. I'll get back to lizard people in a sec. But seems I, like I, a went, <laughs> I made I made a pretty conscious decision to uh, I'm gonna accept all conspiracy theories at face value that they're all true, and then work backwards to see which ones aren't. Yes. And lizard like people, even yeah. David Ike, who's the English guy who pushes uh -huh. the yeah. lizard people, he goes, I've never seen them, and if they do exist, they're fourth dimensional, and it's more of an energy field manipulation, and it's sort of the thing where. You can't prove it, so it, it would be a genius uh, fake conspiracy to push. But it, yeah. it's, it's actually more metaphorical. If someone is close to power and they have reins over uh, certain levers, <laughs> they might more easily be manipulated by evil. That's, I think, metaphorical. I, I, think, I think David Icke's theory, particularly on that, I think, because I, I've, I've listened to many of his talks, many of his uh, people would give him platforms to speak and then ridicule him which is why i said i didn't want to do that no, to you today I, I, I don't like that they did that to him he's, but, he was right about pedophilia he's been saying <clears> it he was right years. he definitely said that there was massive elite pedophilia rings and now they're coming down like hard they have a thousand arrests in the last month a thousand arrests there's 401 day 400 yeah. arrests directly the linked former to former prime minister child. i forget his name of great britain Tony Blair? No, a uh, guy back, I believe, in the 60s or 70s. He's like, oh, it's getting full blown out now. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's the most heinous topic in the world, uh, I, would, I would submit. And no one wants to talk about it or think about it. And the fact that it could, a lot of that could be true is yeah. uh, disturbing. But also, if that's the case, we need to end it. It needs to be ended. I agree. The thing that I, I, I tell you, like, uh, I, I'm, I'm listening and I, I just want to hear you out because I, I yeah. think, it, again, I th I'm fascinated by the human experience of this, that, that I, I know you're a brilliant dude and that uh, by definition what you're saying, I should be thinking you're crazy and dismissing you. But I, the thing that keeps the door open for me and what, with what you're saying is that every time you make a statement about this, you're very quick to add, I might be wrong, yeah, absolutely, and I'll, I'll totally admit it if I'm wrong. When you say that to me, that's the type of critical thinking that does not exist with many, many idealists out there about many different topics. I'm like, more of an ideaist than an idealist, I think. I like that. And please, I encourage everyone to do their own research. I'm not trying to convince anyone right. on this stuff, but if asked, I'll answer honestly. Uh, and I think in five, 10, 20 years, these ideas will be proven completely insane like whoa you're totally out to lunch on those or it will just dissolve and 90 percent of people 98 percent of people don't care what the shape of the earth is anyways and they'll be like oh yeah cool it's fun, yeah. whatever and they'll just be like watching not, not no disrespect on anyone who watches tv but they'll just be like 
cool, like just watching, doing something else. They'll tweet about it. Hey, did you know this? Crazy. No one gives a shit. Or like, yeah, I don't. Flat Earth is too mainstream now. It's like, <laughs> you know, like the alternative, like people ironically worshiping the sphere. I thought the world was flat before it was cool. I like yeah. their first album. <laughs> so like, how, I had a question on this. So like, so like, Chris Martin's closing a, his eyes, an, thinking about this very difficult. Like, okay. Is there an end to the flat earth? Like, is there an edge? That, that's the thing about flat earth is that uh, nobody knows for sure because there's all kinds of, and I think this is healthy, there's alternative uh, theories. And one is that there, it's flat and there's an edge. And no one actually in sort like of... Like a hard edge to the earth. No, no one in like real ma- mainstream flat earth now. <laughs> this, I, like it's, there's drama and there's, there's, sure. there's shills and there's weird stuff going on. Nobody in mainstream current flat earth thinks there's an edge. Some people believe that Antarctica is not at the southern pole, that the earth is flat, it's a disk, and that Antarctica is a ring around the outside. And there's no south pole location, it's a sort of uh, perimeter. Okay. And there's an ice wall. And all, some, some other people some think... Game of Thrones ice wall. Yes, and some people think there's a dome over the entire earth. Some people think we're on an endless plane in all directions. Other people believe we're on more... But those I, are provable things, right? Uh, like they you could are, take a plane... You, you could. could take a long-range spy plane yes. that can fly around or a refueling plane and do it. Yes, and nobody does. There's like very there is no public record of planes circumnavigating across the South Pole, so it leads people to imagine that it's a cover-up and all this. And the Antarctic Treaty Room, where they sign all these documents, is literally in the center of the room where they sign these documents. Is the triangle <laughs> without the capstone on it? And there's 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 symbology here. And uh, Admiral Byrd, he was like a you know noted. Sort of uh, as bird like B Y R D. Yeah, yeah. And there's 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 interest. And the mountains <laughs> right near the South Pole, the mountain range is the Bush Mountains. And there's, and that's named after Bush Senior's grandfather or something. And, and they're apparently related to Vlad the Impaler, Count Dracula. Mm. And there's all these old mysteries and stuff that come together to form this idea that it's a huge conspiracy, which it may or not be. I I believe currently that uh, the Earth is flat, but when you uh, walk in a cur- in any direction, you actually come back to where you were, like, like a video a, game. Like a video game, and the only way to map that reality into a three-dimensional shape is to actually use a sphere. Uh, but uh, we don't live in a three-dimensional reality; we live in a fourth-dimensional reality. The fourth dimension is time. You can't be in all places at once. So you can only it gets it gets kind of loopy really quick. But uh, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. There's all, but it's cool because there's alternative theories right. that are competing and debating each other. It's not just this is the, this is this. It's not stasis. It's that's actually it. active yeah. debate. I think that's really healthy. Yeah, not static thinking where yeah. this is how it is and everything else we move from this point. I think that having healthy debate is really important. It's even if our views are different on these particular subjects, the idea that we can discuss them rationally without personal attacks or ad hominems and and, sure. and, and straw men. Um, it, I think it's I think it's important. It, regardless what we're talking about even it doesn't even matter what we're talking about but if this serves as like example that you can be able to discuss things rationally and not have you're a libtard oh you're a republican (laughs) idiot like or or uh look at these con idiots these conservatives probably deny climate change and all this it's like all that stuff are just blanket statements that don't get us anywhere they're just insulting at best uh and they're they're deceptively uh I don't know. They're just terrible at, at worst. Like they're like, simplistic. Simplistic. They they have very little meat to them. It, it's so easy to dismiss. Uh, it is the easiest thing to dismiss someone. The climate 
uh, science one is interesting because we don't have time to debate this. The debate is over. We need to act fast. It needs to be wide-ranging and top-down. Those are four or five, whoa. Wait, are we talking, we're talking climate, climate now? Change. Climate, climate change. change? Those are major. For me, whether or not the climate change is real, when a person in a position of power right. is looking to uh, take away rights quickly without debate, that's just red flag after red flag after red flag after red flag. What rights are being taken away? Uh, you'd be taxed on all carbon. So if you burn okay. something, essentially you're taxed on it, which essentially I don't know if that's wrong or right, but that's always a red flag when someone says that. But that's not a right. Uh, it was right to breathe. You were breathing out carbon. There's there, there's a lot of there's a lot of parts of the. I carbon. think I think maybe the right not being discussed is probably the, the right to taxation with representation, not taxation without representation. Where by you're taxed on all sorts of things that is not a right. What it, do you mean? Like pick a thing like food. You're taxed on. Hold on. Things you don't think you have the right to eat. No, you do. And what I mean is that like you're taxed on lots of things that you might consider. I think the financial impact of like a carbon tax, whether or not it would be beneficial in actually fighting climate change as it is, I think anytime the weird equivalency of money is brought in as a solution to like a non-money issue, you know what I mean? Like how much money could fix the earth? That's my question. Is is there a number? I think you need to look at the language. The, the people who don't agree with the sort of uh, mainstream Paris Accord uh, story are called climate change deniers. It's like, no, these people actually don't deny it. They are saying it's happening, but it's happening for different reasons. And if you actually look into uh, essentially all the scientists and climatologists who have not been invited to any of these talks because their views don't adhere to the party line on this stuff, and it's more political than it is scientific, actually. People always talk about consensus. There's no consensus in science. It's, it's, it's all about having the best idea and putting the best idea forward. And that What about when, when theories have to go through the process of being academically peer-reviewed? When, yeah. they, when they need to be pure, like, that's why all these clinical trials take so long. You have to do all your trials and then, then retrial and then have, have them go through these peer studies and then have them peer reviewed. Like, how do you, how do you, uh, it's, it's, it's a good basis. The scientific method is a good method. However, if at any point in that chain, because it, it's, you're stacking things on top of each other, mm -hmm. if there was major errors, politicking with it, uh, withheld information or one theory was pushed over another because of, uh, favoritism or something like this. Let's right. assume this happens because it, it, I guarantee it does. I don't know have any specific no, you're examples. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, when you start stacking these things on top of each other and you start stacking them again and again, you get to one point down the line where this idea might be based on a lie from 400 years ago. The, the idea that it's carbon causing the atmosphere to warm is actually backwards. When the atmosphere warms, the, car the carbon dioxide, very different carbon and carbon dioxide, so I'm already misstepping into carbon, which sounds dirty and sooty, but carbon dioxide is plant food. So as the earth climate warms and changes with the so solar cycle, which is very natural, and the albedo of vegetation in cities, think you actually get more carbon dioxide released to the atmosphere so it's a misread. They use the carbon before warming, but it's actually warming before carbon. But when you get more carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, plants grow better. So you actually get a negative feedback loop. You start getting, as you get more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, it doesn't necessarily warm. It actually might create more plants, which might actually cool <laughs> it down. And it's, 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 it's complicated. It's, it's not a zero-sum thing. All of the climate change alarmist models are based on uh, computer modeling. Very few are based on actual... Uh, they, they, very few can predict at, with, with any accuracy moving forward, and none can predict looking backwards. And actually, a lot of these models don't even have the sun. 
the changing solar uh, intensity in their calculations. They don't even have the sun in, in the calculations. So there's a lot of red flags there. But if you bring up these points, you're immediately seen as uh, ignorant, denier. What I'm noticing is pe when people use a weasel argument, they go denier or a flat earther. Or th that person almost universally has far less knowledge, not wrong or right, um, the right knowledge or whatever, right. than the person they're accusing. It's, yeah. it's, like, it's like, you're ignorant. It's like, I, you want to debate sphere theory or, you know, like, I, that's I'll the go thing. Like, I, that, and that's the thing. I think when people are presented with ideas that are like, uh, admittedly, like I would call them radically different than than what they are right now. Uh, I think when people are presented with ideas like that, the the dismissive nature that people instantly go to, like yeah, like yeah, these weasel comments. Yeah. Oh, they're they're they are like incredibly insulting or blanket statements, things like that. I think when people do that, it's it's a weird insecurity because I feel I feel secure enough in my own belief system, and I, by that by system I mean like how I interpret like information, how I, I I take in information and how I critically assign it. The ability to think in your head and have two points of view in your head and have that argument in your head mm -hmm. and then have that come into like an opinion that you form, like a, what you consider a rational opinion. Mm -hmm. Having that is like such a huge process for most people that they just, they latch onto the first voice and they don't, they don't necessarily try to examine it. I try to go from failure. I start from failure and I work back. Yeah. How is this gonna fail? Okay, let's start from failure. And then I reverse engineer it into like an actual working idea, that kind of thing. I, you're right about people having less less knowledge when they use those kind of statements, though, because... But they're powerful. It is a, it is, powerful, it's a powerful persuasion tool. It is, it is incredibly powerful. And I, I think, here's the thing. When someone is, is of the mind state that it is to, to, like, first of all, argue with you and then attack you, Mm -hmm. rather than listen, you know, the insecurity I read from that is that when they learn something, they immediately, they need to adopt it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, Lenny Bruce, uh, who was very, if you guys don't know Lenny Bruce out there listening, uh, he's the, for one of the first comedians to go against censoring in, uh, in the, uh, mid fifties, Lenny Bruce, uh, I can't listen to his stuff. His material is like... It's, it's different era. It's different era. It's way too pop reference at that time. He's like, hey, you wouldn't believe what happened to old Sal down the... It's like, I don't know who the <laughs> fuck old Sal is, you know, that kind of thing. Anyway, but uh, his, his take on things is, you know, if you have knowledge, knowledge of syphilis, okay, you can know about it. It doesn't create a contract where you have to, you know, you, know, you don't have to be infected by it yeah, exactly. to know about it. Yeah, that kind of thing. So just merely having an idea doesn't mean you have to adapt it into your life. So that's why I'm I'm listening to you and I'm like I'm like okay, like I don't I don't necessarily have to adapt any of these things you're saying no. to my life, but I find it interesting. And I think people that immediately are dismissive of those things, where yeah. they're like I, I don't I don't want to know anything other than what I know, and that's my my little echo chamber, and I only hang with people that think like me, and I only do it like that. It's like I I turned around from that about five to six months ago, maybe seven months ago. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I noticed a lot of people in the, uh, the left right wing paradigm that were, yeah. I, I just deleted another guy for something. And I was involved in that. I was like, yeah, I just blocked some dude for being an idiot. And I, I started realizing who was in my list 
So I started going through my social media lists yeah. and I realized everyone I was looking at would probably agree with me on something that I would sure. say. So I started thinking I wanted to seek out other people that did not think like me. And it, it's almost a weird concept in social media because you usually want people to follow you, your point of view and all that stuff. I just, I started looking for these other like alternate thinkers, so to speak. Sure. The, even the word alternate right away, people think you're thinking like talking alt-right and all that shit. Watched, That's not what I'm talking about. I'm I watched talking, the alt-right thing happen from uh, pickup to slander to then turned into race. Like it went from, you know, it's a bunch of younger people that are, have uh, fiscally conservative, socially liberal views. And yeah, there's a few on the far alt-right side that have questionable viewpoints, but they're, they're, they're there exercising free speech and ultimately everyone should have a voice. You just use your voice. I watched the whole thing and then Clinton campaigned that the frog is racist and then people started immediately going, Oh, pe Pepe. Pepe. And like the Pepe thing Pepe the frog. Seymour, you're, you're social media savvy. It is. Is Pepe the frog a racist meme? <laughs> I mean, it's used by people with some like shitty attitudes for sure now. But does that make it inherently racist? No, but I mean like... I mean, symbols are important sure. in all things, right? So, but I mean, like, like, wait, I don't look at that. Appropriated, but that means been around a lot longer than Absolutely. you know some cunt but with so a dial of connection been around for a long time. It's supposed to be a symbol of peace. Is it now? No. Depending just, on where, uh, it's all over India. It's I guess just, that's I a good point. Yeah, and see, what I'm saying is that like that's that's a good point. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I recognize that. Things if we can't go like yeah, that's usually this. I, I think it's important. Right? Like, <laughs> with, fuck, it'd be with, so difficult to navigate life if we couldn't go like. Oftentimes, that's a piece of shit. I, I, I agree with you, <laughs> right? But you have to look at where that slander came from, and it came from the politics aside. This is a fact. Uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign said Pepe is a hate symbol, and then the ACLU came in and backed it up, and right away. The internet was awash with people going, anyone who's Pepe is racist and they're ignorant, they're anti, all this. And it's like, oh, I watched so, the whole thing happen. Like, so wait, was, it was, was almost like... Uh, I was watching the Pepe crowd before it got slammed by the Hillary campaign. Right, so, so that crowd was probably then felt emboldened to adopt it even harder I mean, like, afterwards, oh, yeah. right? Or whatever, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. it may not have even actually been that type of thing, but because suddenly she may have made it more of a yeah. symbol, that campaign may have made it more of a symbol. I can see you that. Can pinpoint yeah, the I can see that. When it was used as a political oh, strategy. That's, that's ridiculous. And then people brought it on and then Could they you? turned into anime, right? <laughs> and then but you, you see this parroting of these, these it's propaganda. People yeah. think propaganda, they think like, uh, Cuba or World War II or something like that. And it's like, no, it's it's real. It's called PR. What they did to the term propaganda is they renamed it public relations. It's the same thing. But now there's there's sort of this thing where in mainstream media where they, oh, they called it fake news and now it's going back the other ways. Then alternative facts. And then it's so crazy. Like, yes, I have an alternative fact to the one that's on the front page of the newspaper because I was there. Like, And people are saying this and they, oh, you, you, you see this like, mainstream consensus reality forming which which is important to be on the same page in terms of being able to relate with people but if that's not true it's it's a, like a patriotic duty of like actually moving the ball forward to bring in those alternative facts and they're already sl slamming like truthers so people seeking the truth are somehow like bad now it's cr it's crazy though the way that the media now is, is slamming people who are looking into things for themselves is the most bizarre conformist. I think we'll see. Yeah, thing. I mean, this is a weird time. Yeah. For sure, in terms of like... I agree. Could you imagine if Trump uh, decided that he was going to uh, say that like bad news or bad luck Brian 
as a meme was like, well, that's that's just strictly for the Democrats, and everyone's like, oh, Jesus, that bad. You you have, you like that meme? That's a terrible meme. That's the equivalent I, I of know. how stupid that is. People are people who hated George W. Bush, like vehemently, vehemently, or however you pronounce that word, like angry, like ah, throwing tomatoes at his motorcade. George W. Bush came out and said something negative about Trump, and now these people are cheering him. It's it's like people yeah, that are so is weird. simplistic and like the, reactive. It's yeah, crazy. I I'd never thought I'd live in a current society where the the actions of George Bush are extolled in such a like a <laughs> fucking weird. Like we're talking the about guy a, invaded a country. I know he <laughs> he's a war criminal. Like that's a that's a fucking fact. That's a he fact. He had alternative facts. The, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah the, he did. He used I have, dangerous. He used I have alternative the November facts. 2002 National Geographic magazine with a special insert on weapons of mass destruction. And yeah. you go through and you're like, yeah, I remember that fall. Oh, Condoleezza Rice or whatever. Um, who's the other guy? Uh, Colin Powell. Colin Powell. Like, they came out and they read that there's... Um, Donald there's Rumsfeld. And, yeah, yeah, all those guys. And they, they said these things <clears> and then the, then all the media outlets like National Geographic came out and said, oh, there's you know, danger. Not, these, these weapons are just That's how they did it, yeah. And then they, they sold us on shock and on. And we all, I tuned in. I was like, oh, I got to see this. I was actually in high school starting a communications class for the media <laughs> on the day the bombs dropped in Iraq, the first uh, cruise missiles hit. Yeah. And uh, I remember going in and uh, our teacher was like, uh, they were very, very smart, um, or what I perceived at the time. They probably are still very smart. But uh, I, th- I think that they prepared me very well. They, they were saying, like, look, everything you're about to see for the next duration of this war is going to be double-sided the entire oh, thing yeah and i mean i was i was still a pretty young impressionable mind at that point and uh i remember watching the live footage they like wheeled in the tv uh, the live footage of the uh, the cruise missiles hitting baghdad and they're talking shock and awe and all that stuff and the the teacher we had was discussing um how yellow cake and uranium and all that stuff and uh the the ability to process nuclear weapons was such a scary thing and her generation sure absolutely would be terrified of that and i i I recognize that they went through so many different decades of so many scares of that but i remember thinking the uh the the, like almost the infallible nature of north america as a whole i was like well we just shoot it down or something like that like like a nuke there's no threat but I, i remember thinking that the uh, the invasion was like fucked, unjust. It didn't seem right that like they could just do that. And I remember having the even scarier thought the next day, which everyone shot me down in class. And I was just like, "What's to stop them from doing that in uh, Ontario?" Because I was in school in Ontario. Yeah. And uh, oh, they would never do that. They're our trading partner. They're this and that. They're this and that. And I'm like, dude, they were getting oil from them. Like yeah. they were trading oil and. That, a lot, that kind of thought, you know, they don't want to talk about that because it's about shock and awe. They want to talk about how, uh, oh, the U.S. Something is winning. Happen. The allies are winning, the, that kind of thing. They don't want to talk the about towers it. came down, and then they had bombs. We had to get in there, so they didn't send those bombs somewhere else. And it's like, you, you want to go yeah. off the deep end right away on that one? Is uh, I won't even go into the 9-11 truth stuff or the Do you have 7. theories on that as well? Uh, you don't have to get I think into it's it. A, I think it's a combination of a, a number of factors. The, the airplanes could have been actually hologram drones. Like, there, there is the technology okay. that can do that. I have yeah. to ask again. Kyle McDonald, is yeah. this a modern troll no. epic project 
You have done well, some amazing things what, over the years. The story that we're told is a bunch of guys took over a bunch of airplanes with box cutters and did some heinous things. That's the official, the like, the yeah. handbook story and then or whatever. They, yeah. And then the towers pancaked under the weight, and then Tower 7 came down because it was damaged. And they, they right. had to bring it down. But, like, how did they, first of all, how did they bring it down? Was it pre-wired to blow? Like, mm. that seems like the only, they don't have bombs in buildings. They can just pull. Like, the guy said, pull it. Pull it. They had to pull it. And it's like, what? So, but at the time, you know, it was very disorienting and everyone wanted to find an enemy and then the enemy showed up and you get into the history of that. But, but now there's alternative theories that are the 9-11 commission report, you know, case closed a few years later or whatever. Now you look at the footage and the original news clips have very distinct versions of planes and there's an explosion before the plane goes in and they could have been holograms and were there explosives in the buildings and was the whole thing wired to some sort of crazy free energy atmospheric battery that heated up the metal and turned it into like this is where it gets crazy uh, hold on what justification free, like actually free hold on free atmosphere battery that heated like where would this battery be uh, using the towers themselves as sort of like a grounding rod for uh, cosmic atmospheric energy using the, the base of the... T those towers were very unique in the fact that they had steel outside, so they were set up to conduct some sort of energy. That th these, are, these are theories. Uh, Dr. Judy Wood has about a two-and-a-half-hour talk, I believe. She was at a conference in Toronto. And this might be a total harebrained, send people down like a wild goose chase. Right. But what she's talking about is the evidence like when the towers came down, they weren't there. There weren't 110 stories of towers there. And some people think there was nuclear power plants or weapons in the basement. Some people think they were rigged to blow. Uh, other people look at the footage and they go, you've only seen the footage. You didn't actually see it blow. You've seen the footage and the footage easily could have been uh, spoofed using computer imagery, CGI. And at the time though, it was so unthinkable. But then you look at some of the interviews of people on the street and you're like, oh, that was clearly green screen. And those people just walked through each other because there was an anomaly in the green screen cut. And there, there are parts of that story that, you know, a decade and a half later that really don't add up. But it seemed, because at the time, no one would imagine it would be faked. Have you ever watched Blade 2? No, I've Blade 3. I've just seen Blade. Okay. Because that was like post 9-11. Yeah. There was CGI in that. And yeah. it's shit. Yeah. It's shit. The, the fucking vampires are the worst. I've always held it against them really <laughs> bad. I love Blade 1. And the CGI is so shit. So my point is, the CGI level was just so fucking god-awful back then. Yeah. That how, how can they realistically convey that to me as a viewer that they were capable of doing that on, this, on a street level? the CGI that that film had a budget for. The day before 9-11, September 10th, Donald Rumsfeld went on uh, to the press conference at the Pentagon and said they'd missed $2.3 trillion that had gone missing. I have read boom. that, yeah, I have read and that. And you, yeah. you can watch the press conference. Maybe the thing was fake, maybe they didn't lose it. Maybe it was to send us off again on a wild goose chase. These guys are operating at a high level of deception and thinking like decades in advance with a very planned strategy that is nimble on its feet. and. Uh, if that's true, let's say Blade 2 had a $40 million budget. <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, the US, the U.S. military <laughs> and the best talent in the world with a uh, essentially bottomless budget yeah. could, I would argue, could do better. So, and using terrestrial television stations, the, the um, resolution doesn't have to be as good. Before HD, right? 
Well, yeah, it was just a lot. Most Americans saw that. Uh, on, they heard it on the radio or they saw it on TV over an antenna. Mm-hmm. It was, there, wasn't that, there was cable in the States, obviously. But a vast majority of people, I believe, watched that using uh, their antenna because it was just available. Everywhere. I was playing Diablo 2. Yeah. Is that what you were doing when it happened? That was pretty early in the morning for you, my oh, friend. I was. I yeah. was on there early. <laughs> I was on my way to school, and my dad was watching his uh, money financial talks, like fucking, what the hell is his name? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the fat fuck that has, like, the buttons he presses. Yeah. Mad money or whatever Kramer. the fuck. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and uh, my dad's like, oh, uh, some idiot hit the uh, World Trade Center. Exactly. And then we got on the bus, and as we got on the bus, everyone was talking about it. And by the time I got to school, it was like... It was like everyone fucking knew those. And then it was replays. Very few, like a lot of people watched it live, obviously, but it was the replays that have stuck in our mind. And if you go back and look at YouTube videos, it's all replays. Those live feeds, they're gone. That was that one. And maybe maybe there are anomalies there. That What we're seeing now is as uh, digital distribution goes out, we're, we're able to go back and do media analysis. So when people go, oh, you're doing research on YouTube, it's like, yeah, what am I supposed to do? Like go to university and take a class on like, the textbook's going to show me analysis? It's like, no, some guy apparently shot the uh, Russian ambassador, and I'm going through old YouTube videos, and I'm looking to see if there's anomalies in that. And sure enough, people go, oh, that Turkish guy who shot the Russian ambassador? Yeah. And they're like, this is fishy as hell. And then you start looking into it, and it's like, hmm, mainstream media is not going to talk that that's a, that was a setup or that was fake. That happened. That happened. That's fact. We're, we're trying to get something going here, guys. We're trying to get build up some animosity. And then if you say these things... People go, oh, where'd you research that? Yeah. YouTube. It's like, where the hell, hell is she supposed to research this? <laughs> I want to I go further off the deep end with the weapons of mass destruction. They called them weapons of mass destruction, not nuclear weapons. I don't know if that was on purpose, but um, here's another crazy thought. It's a thought. There's a lot of these are what ifs. What if uh, nuclear weapons don't exist? At all? At all. How do you explain like uh, Hiroshima, Nagasaki... If you look at the footage of uh, the after effects of um, uh, Tokyo, Rotterdam, Dresden, and Hiroshima, those other cities, not Hiroshima, were uh, firebombed. And I don't say firebombed like this. I say they were firebombed. Everyone acknowledges that. The wreckage, the aftermath of those cities looks exactly like Hiroshima. And in Hiroshima, uh, there were, you know, major fires and all this stuff. But we were told there was a really bright flash. And with with nuclear weapons, there's a bright flash. But if you actually put a bunch of uh, like cluster flash bombs in with, that make a lar- large noise and then you firebomb, you would essentially get the same effect. And I would argue if nuclear weapons don't exist, which seems far-fetched because we've all seen this footage, if you go back and look right. at it, it looks yeah, a yeah, bit yeah. more suspicious. If you stack up enough TNT, it'll form a mushroom cloud. Uh, you, can, you can scare people not to go investigate because of radiation. If they actually don't exist, the idea that they could exist is all that people needed. And if you had the US and Russia with these things that could take out the world, essentially you could control people to a degree that you could get them to build uh, bomb shelters in their backyard. And in the 50s, there was paint. Like Sherwin-Williams paint was, oh, it'll protect you from fallout and radiation. And they, they actually oh, yeah. sold paint you, have for you ever, houses. Have you heard of that, Seymour? There's like special paint. That's loose. Yeah. That seems loose. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so so the, the reason I'm laughing is these things are so inconceivable because no one's thought about it. Yeah, I know. And it's been ingrained and then it's wrapped in emotion. People died in Hiroshima and like, of course, but of course, they may yeah. have been firebombed, but not, not to say that's any better or worse. Uh, so you wrap it in emotion. You put these psychological layers, time, repetition, evidence, footage, generational stories. And then you come out and you say, like, well, what if those, 
But what if that whole thing was just to scare people and it was a hoax? Everyone looks at you and they're like, you're insane. And it's like, it, and not saying that I, I'm, uh, I don't know, I'll probably never know the facts on this one, but wouldn't it be crazy if it was literally the most sane uh, opinion about the matter and how it can be turned to be seen as universally totally insane? Have you ever heard of Poe's <laughs> Law? Uh, maybe. I, I only recently read about it in preparation for this, this episode, but uh, it's essentially the idea that uh, a parody of something can rival the sincerity of that same belief. Sure. So uh, at one point I was like, I think this is what Kyle is doing oh. to all of us. It's, it's such, a, such a high level work of a, of a parody of his belief in this stuff that he, he's, he's geared us to this point. And, and, uh, but I'm speaking to you and I, I can see, I, I know the conviction to, yeah. that you're speaking about this. I, I think you really do believe this. I, I don't uh, begrudge you your views. I think no. that like you, you have your opinion about this. I, I think that those are interesting theories. I, I believe that these ideas could be true. And I also believe I could be totally uh, hypnotized to a false sense of, uh, a real sense of insanity. And the either way, um, it's interesting to imagine how this happens. You know, during the, the U.S. election campaign, the most interesting coverage I saw of the whole thing was uh, by the Dilbert comic uh, writer and artist, Scott mm. Adams. He was talking about, he goes, it doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't really matter what they do. It matters how they approach each situation, the candidates. And he was talking about how you have two master persuaders using different tactics. And he's a trained uh, persuasion artist, hypnotist. And he goes, it's not about having the best argument. It's about convincing people that your argument is better. And that laying all these things out is, I've realized it doesn't really matter if, if okay, well, not to say nuclear weapons are safe or dangerous or right, right. zero motion or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't really matter if they exist or not. If they achieve their goal, that's all that's important. And if you start looking at a lot of these things, it doesn't really matter if we live on a flat earth or a globe earth. And it, to the average person who's operating day to day uh, will have z zero of their life will change. But in their brain, they've got that image of what that thing is. And that image, control over that image is essentially the f highest form of mind control, ongoing uh, hyp hypnosis. And he goes, we're not trained. We, we, we didn't evolve to be rational, realistic human beings. We evolved to be hypnotized to reality that would allow us to procreate. And we're operating this like multi-point world where there's so many levels of complexity that we, we latch onto something that works and we stick with it. But so many different variables can work. And when you start seeing everyone has the same story about something, you start to wonder like, hmm, I wonder if someone actually, it's like, it's like high, high order uh, marketing. It's, it's like persuading people to think something. And if you know what they're thinking, you know how they're going to react to any form of evidence. I would say nuclear, nuclear, uh, uh, weapons, energy, on that point, like what I said about do they even exist, uh, Trump put out a tweet, well, let's have a, a nuclear arms race, let's, let's do this until the world comes to its senses on nukes. And everyone freaked out, and they're like, oh my god, it's going to be more nuclear weapons. And at the time, I thought that he, he might have meant nuclear power which is a whole other thing than weapons, and it's largely been slandered as a bad thing, but it, it's, it, there's a debate over it. And I thought that, and, and people said, but people don't say nukes for nuclear power. And I said, well, they didn't say bigly either. <laughs> they, it's, it's the kind of thing that they might in the future. 
And then looking at this, I hope they don't. Yeah, I'm really not into that. But looking at this, looking at this forward, looking at this moving forward, I've realized that he may, if in fact nuclear weapons don't exist, he he might know that, and he might have said that to skewer this thought, and he knew it would explode. Bad pun, but he knew it would explode all over the place. It's a good pun, actually. Yeah, he would be aware. But ultimately. Ultimately, if that's the case, he's right because if we go to have a, a arms race for nukes, Bit the bottom drops out. But no, but the, no, I'm, I'm right. assuming in the theory he's saying though, yeah. I'm assuming if they don't exist, they don't it exist. doesn't matter. It's, it's like it's a shell game. It's, sure, it's fake. Yeah. The it's negotiator thing is, you know what? This is why I like you. This is why you're always going to be welcome on the show Thanks, because man. you're you're a critical thinker. I I. Uh, I definitely th- I'm going to tell you, you've given me some things to think about. Yeah, it's, it's, but, it's uh, interesting stuff to look into, at least. Yeah, I, I, I think, it, like I said, it's way more constructive to have you be a guest and to hear you out rather than to tell me your points so I can tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> I, don't think that's, I don't think that's constructive um, at It feels all. like you're going to wrap this <clears> up. <throat> uh, one thing I want to say is uh, not trolling, not like specifically going to troll people, but when you hear, hear a debate going on and you throw a very alternative viewpoint or fact into the mix, the reactions that come back are more telling than the topic itself. And it tells you, I believe, more about what uh, folks uh, have been exposed to. And when people knee-jerk into an angry reaction, they've almost never considered those, uh, those ideas or those topics. And it, you can play with that. You can be like, oh, you, you're a globe licker. You're a ball tart. And you, you can be a jerk. But, but it's, this, it's, it's this interesting thing where it's ball tart. Or I can say, like, yeah, I know, right? You can say, yeah. you can say spirit or theory or the theory of gravity. And look, what, what? No one's heard that before. People think that it's such a fact. It's 100% truth. And they've never questioned it. And it's, I think it's important to uh, not just question everything like a cliche, but like, literally everything like all the big things comic doll how can people follow you online if they want to follow you in your exploits i uh, love them kyle mcdonald one red paperclip one red paperclip uh a twitter kyle mac mac two the number <laughs> on youtube they deleted my first account yeah i was gonna say many. you'd be uniform you get all that <laughs> I got shit three yeah. strikes a few years ago the um uh, just google kyle red paperclip you'll find me what were the strikes about yeah what were the strikes uh, I, I, quick, quick, quick. uploaded a bunch of french canadian tv uh, news broadcast that it was on in 2006, and they. How dare you? LCN one, two, oh, three, un, deux, trois. Yeah. Bye bye. How dare you? Yep. I, um, I think you're fucking awesome to talk to you. So I, you're always welcome back. Thanks, man. Seymour, uh, how can people follow you online if they are so inclined? Not a thing. Not at all, right? Uh, I just wouldn't. <laughs> I love it. Uh, if if you guys would be so kind as to leave us an iTunes review, we'd love that. You can search us, you follow us easily to subscribe. Intergalactic interviews were available on YouTube and Stitcher and iTunes, as I previously mentioned. Uh, no SoundCloud anymore. I don't. Up. I don't promote it. Okay. If people want to All still right. listen on SoundCloud, that's that's how they want to do it. That's where our feed originates, um, which is a really ridiculous fucking process with iTunes to go through. So I'd rather not change to it. Change the feed. Yeah. So I, I I don't want to deal with it. But uh, apparently, most of you consume via iTunes. So enjoy. Uh, we appreciate you guys commenting on the YouTube videos, though. Last week was nice. So if you guys get involved, we love it. Leave us a review. Uh, we are, after all, the award-winning intergalactic interviews now. I don't know if you know, but... Into the next galaxy. That's right. Second is the new first. Galaxy. Second's <laughs> the new first. Into the next galaxy, son. Uh, Gotta make one. 
got to. I've got to. We've got to have a little microcosm of that going. Uh, I won't announce next week's guests because I want them to show up. That's how we're going to end this. Uh, all right. We love you guys. Thank you very much also, for watching. Uh, just at the end, uh, fuck Steve McGowan. Still. Oh, yeah. Oh, and uh, you can just throw a fuck Steve McGowan for us. Fuck Steve McGowan. 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 Oh, fuck Steve McGowan. <laughs> Fucking beautiful. Perfect. All right. Stand that guy. <laughs> we, we love that guy. <laughs> nope. we'll, we'll see you all next week. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. Yeah, see ya. I won't be here, good. but no, he'll be here. He'll be here.